listening to Payments Nerds, a podcast where we share perspectives on all things payments. If you are a payments nerd too, or are a little bit curious about what's going on in the payments world, you're in the right place. Let's start the show. Hello and welcome to this episode of Payments Nerds, the official podcast of The Clearinghouse. I'm Greg McSweeney. I'm your host for today's episode. Since it's been a while since our last recording, first I'd like to welcome everybody back to the show. And second, I'd like to kind of let you all know what we do here. Well, here at Payments Nerds, we focus on happenings and the goings on in the payments world, really anything that has to do with payments. While we do focus on other payments topics, we spend a lot of time talking about real-time payments, which right now in the United States are provided solely on the RTP network, uh, which is the only operational real-time payments platform that is open to all depository financial institutions. And one of the things we like to do is focus on new use cases and ways that the real-time payments network is being used for new products, new services, and to improve uh, offerings to customers. And today is no different. We have a new uh, use case to talk about today. But first, let me tell you a little bit about the RTP network and, and where we're at. While the RTP network does continue to grow pretty rapidly, volume and both in terms of uh, transaction volume and dollar value continues to grow at about 10% uh, each quarter. And that goes all the way back to Q1 2019. So that's a pretty good pace. We have about 320, I think today's count is 322 banks and credit unions on the network with literally more joining each week. Uh, And what's really interesting about this growth is that it's coming from financial institutions of all sizes. About 80%, a little over 80% of the financial institutions on the network are considered small financial institutions, meaning they're under 10 billion in assets. So financial institutions, both large and small, are finding innovative ways to use real-time payments to help their customers. And what's happening with these financial institutions on the network is they're working with their clients to come up with some pretty innovative uses for RTP. And it's refreshing to see how RTP is being used to solve real-world problems, whether it's uh, helping consumers with uh, their finances, uh, make life financially easier, and even to create new business opportunities for some of their customers. And that's what we're going to discuss. A new use case for RTP that does really all three of these things. Uh, It solves a problem. Uh, makes financing easier, and really creates a new business case for a, a business customer. So we're going to talk about how a company called Grain is providing loans to consumers and businesses, often instantly by quickly analyzing a customer's cash flow, making a loan decision, and using the RTP network to get the money to the customer almost in real time. So joining me today is Patrick D'Souza, who is Chief Technology Officer at Grain. Uh, Grain's business model fills a gap for many customers who need a short-term loan to pay for an expense, a business business expense or a consumer expense, and it often rates uh, their customers in minutes and then delivers the funds in real time. And also joining me is uh, Dwala, Senior Vice President of Product, Yasir Abu Nasir. Uh, Dwala is a payment infrastructure company that helps its uh, customers provide innovative technology solutions. I'll let him explain a little bit more about what Dwala does. Uh, He's responsible for product development and strategy at Dwala. So enough for hearing from me. Let's jump into this. Uh, So Patrick, uh, I'm going to turn to you first. Uh, So Patrick, what do you do at Grain? Sure. Thank you for having me. Uh, I am the CTO and one of three co-founders at Grain. And essentially, I'm responsible for all things technical, engineering, uh, company operations in that regard, our infrastructure, our tech infrastructure, overseeing our technical strategy and ensuring that our engineering efforts are aligning with our business strategy and delivering 
in that aspect. Great. And for the customer, people who are on the call or listening to the podcast who are not familiar with Grain, tell me a little bit about your business model and what you do. I'd love to tell you about Grain. I spend lots of time talking about Grain, so happy to do so. <laughs> uh, Grain is a cash flow-centered underwriting platform for consumers and businesses. And essentially what we do is we help our customers achieve access to credit when they might be somewhere in a blind spot of our competitors, right? Because most customers or, or most lenders are using uh, credit scores, they're using credit reports. And so because we focus on cash flow, we're able to underwrite people who traditionally may be locked out or just looking for alternatives to the traditional system. And so we make it more accessible for everyone. We also do this without issuing a credit card, a physical credit card. So we are a digital only platform. And that's important to note as we'll get into later in the conversation and how RTP ends up being crucial to what we do. Excellent. And yes, sir, Dwala, as I mentioned before, a payments infrastructure company. So, so what does that mean and, and what do you guys do? Oh, hey, Greg, thanks for having me. Um, so what does it mean for Dwala to be a payments infrastructure company? Well, what that means is for a lot of these businesses that are programming payments, we are abstracting the bank and payment vendor value-add integrations away from those businesses into a modern RESTful API um, that they otherwise would have to build and manage themselves. That infrastructure comes in the form of a managed wallet. And through that managed wallet, these businesses can program flows such as you know, to send payments, receive payments, facilitate payments, and even initiate me-to-me type transactions as well. So now we, we heard a little bit about Grain, we heard a little about Dwala. Let's talk uh, about what Patrick was referring to before, getting loans to customers, and talk a little bit about some of the specifics about Grain and, and what it does. So um, one of the things we hear about uh, loan products that are out there in the market, there's always a concern about pricing. Um, you know, how much is it? How much does it cost the consumer or the bank or, sorry, or the business? So Patrick, let's talk about Grain's pricing. How, how are your loans priced? Yeah, so... In terms of pricing and, and what we look at in terms of each customer, we wanted to do something that was a little bit different in the market. Now, most, most lenders will generate a, a, an APR or a, uh, an interest rate that's based upon the level of risk for that customer. We chose to do something a little bit different. We actually will underwrite people across the board at the same APR. Because from our standpoint, our philosophy is that we understand the risk a little bit better because of our cash flow underwriting model. And so in order to make credit more accessible, more affordable to folks, we just charge a, a flat APR across the board, independent of your level of risk. The level of risk will determine how much credit you actually get access to. And so our APRs are generally below industry averages, right? And also, if you particularly think about it from the, from the, from the standpoint that our credit is actually delivered as cash, into their bank account. So from additional credit card standpoint, it would, be, it would be like a cash advance, which we know cash advances typically have much higher APRs than even a normal APR to utilize the, uh, the credit card. So uh, we, we are definitely below industry averages in terms of our APRs. And we also have uh, fees that are charged either monthly or, or annually. Okay. And you mentioned the, the, the model where you're analyzing their cash flow. And you're doing that by um, looking at their last month, two months, year of transactions. Is that how it works? Yeah, we look for at least six months and up to a year with the transactions. Um, and, I, and I should also, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we also 
have recently launched a product called Velux, but we also do the same thing for businesses as well. So businesses who are looking to un to, to underwrite customers on their e-commerce platforms or, or whatever type of platform that they have, uh, we provide the same underwriting model as an API to those business customers as well. Um, but yeah, so we're, we're looking at at least six months, you know, up to a year's worth of data, and we're looking for patterns in in their data to, to understand their cash flow and understand what amount of credit they'll be able to afford. I see. So who who is the kind of hardest to kind of put it all into a single bucket, but who is a typical grain customer? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think we, we, we generally have three types, two to three types of typical customers, right? You could have your probably person who's just starting on their career. They haven't established any credit yet. And so, as we know, sometimes it's a bit of a chicken and egg problem where in order to establish credit, you kind of need credit, right? And so maybe somebody who's starting on their career and they're looking for a credit solution, but they don't have credit. So grain will allow them to access a line of credit to get started based on their cash flow, right? You also may have somebody who is maybe coming to this country from anywhere else, right? And and as we know, a lot of times people will come here and they might have a good job. Maybe they're in the tech, they're in the tech field, maybe they're an attorney, maybe they're a doctor, but they haven't established credit in this country. And so for them, it's a little bit difficult as well. But you also have people who maybe through some medical emergencies in the past in life or for whatever reason, they might've messed up on their credit, right? So they've been in the credit system before, but now they want to sort of clean things up and get back on track and they need a way to get back into the credit system to start rebuilding some credit. So we have those folks. And then we have the third bucket of folks where just simply they're just looking for alternatives, right? They may be sort of fed up with the general credit system and and how people are, are judged pretty much based on their, their credit score. And they might be looking for an alternative to ease their cash flow. Got it. And when you say customer, th those could be either consumers, those could be small business owners, different types of customers, right? Yeah. So right now, from from the consumer side, these, these are individuals. Now, some individuals may have small businesses, but we're not necessarily giving small business loans from that perspective, right? The business side of of our product offering is helping businesses to underwrite customers that they have. Oh, I see. Got it. Okay. So yeah, you're offering it to a company who's dealing with it for their own customers. Okay. Thanks. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think you kind of answered this question, but I'll ask it anyway. So consumers generally have a couple of different ways to, to get a loan. They can work through a financial institution. They can take a cash advance on a credit card, which, as you mentioned, is really costly. But Grain is offering something a little different, a little different model. And it's also reaching, I guess, a different uh, demographic, right? People who don't have credit or are poor credit. Exactly. And, and, you know, as I kind of mentioned before, most lenders are looking at the credit score, the credit reports, and by by focusing on cash flow only, one, we're not doing a credit check, which we know sometimes for folks that can be a little bit nerve wracking when they have to go through a credit check. So we're not doing that. But we're also, because we're looking at cash flow, we're looking at customers who are responsible with spending, Right. So imagine a customer who makes 100K a year, but they spend 110K a year. Well, you may think, oh, they make 100K a year. That's a great customer. But maybe a customer who makes 50K a year, but spends 45K is actually a better customer because they're a little bit more efficient with their money. Right. And that's sort of the difference that, that, we, that we look into. People who are more responsible with their day-to-day -day cash flow tend to be more responsible with credit as well. 
And so that's one differentiator. And the other is that we generate our offers very quickly. So in, in the happy path of someone joining our, our platform, our app, somebody can get access to credit within 10, 10 to 15 minutes, right? And with the, the RTP rails that we have access to through Gola, you know, you can go from starting your application with Grain to money in your bank account in 10 to 15 minutes. That's pretty cool. So let's turn to Yasser here. So you mentioned, you know, using the RTP rails to get money uh, to to the client in, in minutes. Uh, so how does Dwala help Grain make these payments? And specifically, how does it help, you know, these consumers who want to receive these instant loans? Yeah, so so how Dwala helps Grain make those payments, we establish, you know, an ecosystem for Grain. And in that ecosystem, Grain is able to disperse those funds uh, for those loans from their FI partners or their end users, but they're also able to receive repayment on those loans from their from from those end users. With the faster payment modalities that we're also offering, such as RTP, Grain is able to differentiate itself in the market from its competitors by instantly making those funds available to their end users. The way that's all done is the magic of Dwala's ledgering technology and and the platform extensibility on the back end with FI partners um, that really allow for the ease of adoption of these payment modalities like RTP with existing rails, such that folks like Patrick don't have to go out and really establish those FI partners and, and, and up, update the various challenges of managing several different FI partners and ledgering against them. So you bring that up. So go back to Patrick talking about, you know, uh, you know how you're connecting through Dwala to the FI partner, which in, in this case is, is Cross River Bank. Um, what was involved in the process when you began working with Dwala uh, to enable you guys to start using uh, probably both ACH and RTP? Yeah, so I'll actually, Greg, I'll give you a funny story about how we started using RTP with Dwala. So we had been a Dwala customer for maybe... I want to say maybe two years or so, right? And we started to explore, we knew at the time the fastest payment option we had with Dwala was going to be same day ACH, which we were using. And our customers, they appreciated it, but obviously it's still ACH, no, no weekends, no holidays, and there's still some time in between. Um, so we started looking for an RTP solution and we started reaching out to different vendors. And we were speaking to this one vendor in particular and about an hour into that exploratory conversation, the vendor asked us, oh, well, who are you using now for your ACH? And we said, oh, we're using Dwala. They said, oh, well, that's who we're providing our RTP solution through. So we said, wait a minute. <laughs> you guys are using Dwala under the covers? I said, hmm, okay, let me get back to you. We stopped to Dwala, told them what happened, and they said, oh, yeah. We're starting to roll out RTP. It's, in, it's kind of like a beta, but we're going to allow certain customers to come in. And that's how we ended up um, first getting into RTP with Dwala. And let me tell you, super easy process. We changed like one configuration um, in our in our API client. That was pretty much it to, to make it an RTP, to initiate an RTP transaction. And, you know, obviously this Cross River in the background who's sort of managing this for, for Dwala, but we didn't have to coordinate with, with Cross River. It was simply recorded with Dwala. They turn it on on their end. We update some configuration on our end. Boom. We've got RTP enabled. Pretty cool. So Yasser, talk about that. Talk about how Dwala is 
um, I guess kind of sitting there in between a company like Grain and and the financial institution, how do you make it possible that or easy for them to kind of get the product up and running, especially when it comes to something like RTP, which is fast and instantaneous? Yeah. Um, you know, we are really sitting as the enablers here. Um, um, we're enabling these fintechs to get in the market a lot faster and to do what they're going to do to, let's call it granularly, tra- digital, granularly transform, right? Whatever industry they're in. And the way we're doing that is, is really based on the extensibility of our backend with our FI partners and our ledgering technology. And we're abstracting a lot of that, that pain point of talking to your banks and kind of seeing if they're willing or interested in your, your complex use case. We're abstracting that complexity away from them and we're helping them get to market a lot faster and, and easing the adoption of these different payment modalities and saying, hey, you know, you had a vision. This is what your vision was and what you wanted to do in your industry. And we're going to remove all that red tape from you. And we're going to make it a lot easier. Um, and it's how we're structured with our FI partners to make that happen. And that's really unique in, in how we've, we've, we've built our infrastructure um, to go to market and support these customers. Patrick, you're shaking your head there. Is it uh, that ease of use, that kind of oh, yeah. seamless process for oh, you? Yeah. It's there. Yeah, I, I want to build technology. I don't want to talk to thirty to a hundred banks to enable <laughs> RTP, right? <laughs> and yeah. so, yeah, so kind of going through dualize our single point of of entry to the RTP rails is is just perfect for us. Got it. So you mentioned before, you know, you were using ACH, even same day ACH, but even even same day has some gaps in there, weekends, late night, miss that third window. Um, why does RTP make sense for your business? And can you have you noticed any difference um, in your, I guess, closing rates or uh, customers who are, you know, we all know that online and mobile phones, customers get to a certain point. Some of them drop because it gets too complex or some, you know, the, the workflow is not there. But it, have you noticed now that you're offering this instant access to funds, it's it's making a difference in your business? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It, it makes a ton of, RTP makes a ton of sense for our business. As I mentioned earlier, Greg, we don't provide a physical credit card, right? So there's no additional real estate that's taken up in your wallet. What does that mean, though? In order to access your credit line, we're actually transferring cash to your checking account, right? So imagine a person who's in Walmart or wherever wherever they are, and they want to purchase something. Well, generally what they would do with a traditional credit card, they pull out that card and they swipe it at the point of sales. Well, with Grain, since we don't have a physical card, how do they get that credit? They got to transfer it to their account. Now, imagine you're in Walmart. You need to buy this thing, vacuum cleaner, uh, a pillow, whatever. And now you go to the Grain app to transfer that credit. So now you can use your debit card to do that swipe. Well, if that's going to take a day, if that's going to take a few hours, then you can't really buy that vacuum cleaner on the spot when you're in Walmart, right? Mm-hmm. But with RTP, you can go into the Grain app, make that transfer, and within seconds, that money is now in your checking account. So you can actually swipe your debit card and make that purchase on the spot. That's a huge competitive advantage for us to at least, not necessarily a competitive advantage from that aspect, but but allowing us to compete with the traditional credit card that's physically available to the customer at the point of sales. Without that, we can't even 
level up to compete with those other lenders. And so you're, you're using RTP to, for consumers to receive the money so they can use it for purchases, emergency expenses, whatever it may be. Are you using RTP on the other way? Because obviously they have to pay back the loan. Um, is that something that's on your roadmap? Uh, you know, how do they get money to, to pay off their loan? And how do they send it? Is it RTP? Is it ACH? Is it automatic? Like, how does that work? Yeah, so I see Yasha smiling as well. Uh, <laughs> this is something we've had many conversations about. And Greg, we are so looking forward to the day where we can have an RTP-like feature going the other direction. As we know right now, RTP is one directional in the sense that, you know, we can send money to the customer, but we can't just automatically pull money from the customer's account using RTP. But we're absolutely looking forward to the day when that's available. You yeah, actually correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there's a there's a product called RFP that that is, that is somewhat yes. on the roadmap that we will be able to do something like that. And so as soon as that's available, Greg, we're signing up. Um, <laughs> there, there's so many there's so many reasons why we want to do something like that. Um, it's First, first and foremost, it's, it's a benefit to the customer, right? If they, if they can actually make a payment faster, then they hit their due dates faster, which ultimately helps their credit. It helps their, their credit score over time. And just generally, we want to be able to ensure that our customers are um, not only receiving the funds when they need them, but when they make a payment, that those payments are applied to their credit account as soon as possible. So you asked her to maybe talk a little bit about uh, RFP, which is request for payment. It's been something that's on the network for a while. I know a lot of technology providers and financial institutions are ramping up with it. Um, where are you guys at with RFP? I think the buzzword you just said there is ramping up. We are anxiously waiting for RFI partners to ramp up with it as well. Um, and there is there is definitely a hesitation, you know, um, as they ramp up with it because. They want their ecosystem to mature and they want their infrastructure to mature to be able to support all the various use cases that RFP is going to open up. Um, we appreciate that. We're, we're anxiously waiting for it. So when it is there, you know, we're definitely going to see a swarm on our side of clients that are going to be very interested that are dealing with, um, you know, some of the pain points or risks that come with, you know, ECH debit. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they do feel that this is going to be like a big, you know, a big relief for them or it's going to mitigate a lot of their pain around the ACH debits that come with them and the returns that come with them. And sorry, some of the pains are the ACH debit that hits the consumer's account when they didn't, you know, they weren't expecting it. You know, they said they said it you know, two months ago and all of a sudden they get the, the notice that, hey, we you, you were over, overdrawn on Friday and or Saturday, and you know they they couldn't get the money in any time. That, that those kind of pains, right? Those yeah. are the pains, right? So it's not that the consumer is is a fraudulent actor. It's it's the delay of the network and how you know the existing ACH rails do. Where you know at any given time you could have competing transactions hitting that person's account, and you're the one that's that's you know you're the you're the person who's stuck with the card that got you know. That got the the return, um, and it happens, um, and that's that's where where you know something like an RFP can mitigate that from from happening again. So so we're seeing a lot of um, you know excitement as we talk about it with our with our clients of what its potential is 
Um, but we're anxiously waiting for our five partners to wrap up. And Greg, if I may just sort of piggyback on, on and underscore the importance of what Yasser just said. Speeding up the, the transaction from the customer to, in our case, to, our, to grain, to the lender. One reason why that's so critically important is because if the customer, and we know this because we check the customer's balance before we actually initiate any payments from them to us, if the customer has enough money at that point in time, but over the course of the next two, three, four business days, their situation changes. And like Yasha said, there's competing transactions. We get return codes. Now, for us, we get a return code, insufficient funds. But for the customer, it's a bigger pain point because depending on who their financial institution is, they may get charged 35 bucks for an overdraft charge, right? Yeah. Which is not really their fault because when we initiated the transfer, there were enough funds, there was enough funds in the account, right? So alleviating that pain point of the return for, issue, for insufficient funds is huge, huge for our customers. That's a great way to close. Uh, you know, we talked about grain and your business model, and now you're kind of turning this into a, a, an endorsement of RFP, and that, that's pretty cool as well. <laughs> so, those are all the questions I have to you, I have for you about Dwala and grain and what you guys are doing and how you're getting instant loans to customers. But before I let you go, we always have a tradition here on Payments Nerds to ask you, both of you, what makes you a payments nerd? So let's start here. Patrick, I'll give you the first shot at this. What makes you a payments nerd? Well, many things make me a, a payment nerd. It's, it's hard to pick just one. Uh, but I can tell you this. When I first heard about RFP, my eyes lit up. My day was made. And so when you get tickled by news about things like faster payments and you get excited about that, I think that's one thing that qualifies you as, as a nerd. I'm so excited for the innovations that are happening in the payment space. You know, I've done some traveling around the world, not a whole lot, but some traveling around the world and seeing what some of our counterparts in the global economy are doing from a payment standpoint and knowing the potential that we have here in the States. And when I see things like RTP and, and RFP coming down the pike, I get really excited because now we're going to be sort of competitive with our, our counterparts around the world in, in terms of what they're doing in the payment space. So I always want to see America do better. And, and I think um, what's happening in our space now is going in the right direction. And that makes me really excited. And I think that qualifies me as a payment nerd. Sure. And yes, sir. What about you? Oh, man, that's a tough one to top, Patrick. I want to see if I could, I want to top this one. Um, so what makes me a payments nerd is, I guess, you know, the better the better majority of my career I've been in payments, but I've been in like every facet of payments. You know, I've participated all the way at, at the point of sale level, um, you know, all the way up to being a processor. And, and I guess what I'm really keen and curious about is in every facet, um, how a new payments innovation of technology really changes consumer behavior. And it influences and unlocks, you know, global use cases that we see day in and day out. And that just awes me, you know. Um, and so every time I think of anything that we do with payments, you know, just what's possible of the behavior that we're going to be changing, um, whether it's for the banked or underbanked communities, it's 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 a huge consumer shift. It's a pivot. And Greg, I, I know we're closing, but I, I have I have to throw this in there because Yasser just mentioned something that that reminded me of something else. The change in consumer behavior, right? 
when we rolled out RTP in 2000, uh, 2021, <clears throat> so a couple of years ago, we saw over a thousand percent increase in transaction activity and a 46% increase in overall active user activity on our platform. Wow. Because of the rollout of RTP. So Yasin mentioned change of behavior. That's a huge change in behavior that, that cannot be ignored. Yeah, we could do it. We could do an entire other podcast on how consumers and customers want everything instant nowadays. And that's, you know, from entertainment to grocery shopping to payments. That's that's for sure. But if you, if you guys both want to come back for that, we can do another episode another time. But we'll, we'll wrap this up for today. Absolutely. Sign us up. Yeah, Sign exactly. us up. Uh, thank you both for joining us today. And I'd like to thank our guests uh, for joining Patrick from Grain and, and Yasser from Dwala. Uh, for tuning into this podcast. And if you've enjoyed today's episode and you want to hear more about payments on Payments Nerds, you can find Payments Nerds on the webpage at uh, theclearinghouse.org, or you can subscribe to wherever you get your uh, podcasts. Just search for Payments Nerds in your podcast app. Thank you and have a great day. The Clearinghouse is full of payments nerds who just can't wait to tell you about how the RTP network helps U.S. financial institutions create a faster and smarter experience for their corporate and retail customers. Check out the schedule for online and in-person events at theclearinghouse.org. You've been listening to Payments Nerds. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.